Here's the robbers passing by, passing by, passing by. Here's the robbers passing by, my fair lady. What will the robbers do to you, do to you, do to you? What will the robbers do to you, my fair lady? Stole my watch and stole my Rosie chain. Rosie Ahern? <laughs> yeah, she's been gone years. She's been around Camden Street and Wexford Street for years and years. I'm here about 10 years and every morning I see her going up that street and she's always, she'd know you by name. I don't know how she ever found my name, but she'd know everybody by name. Yes, we all know Rose in Whitefire Street. She comes into the repository every single day. She comes into the shop, the church itself, do it, go to mass every day. She's a new joke. She comes in and tells us. Uh, Rose was a cleaning lady all her life. And some months ago, we advertised for volunteer cleaning staff, and Rose was the very first to join. And she does a magnificent job every Wednesday night. The altars, she particularly takes care of Our Lady of Dublin's altar. So it literally gleams when she has finished. Ah, yes, and I know Rosie very well. I used to walk her, walk her in a chemist since she was cleaning. She lives over there in Mesa House, take, at the end of Wexford Street. Take a right and go up to the green. She lives in Mesa House, flats there. Ah, she's a great bit of laugh. Rose, a grand girl, a grand sing. company, and a grand neighbour. We're yeah. all going to sing a song for you. Okay. What do we sing? Rose, Rose, Rose of Kilarmy, sure I love you. There was never a come on, sing. So I'm the conductor, come on. Sometimes I see there's a devil in your eye. Don't ever leave me, my rosy, or I die. Rose, rose, rose of Killarney, sure I love you. How are you doing? Uh, how are you, sir? Would you like a cup of tea? I'd love a cup, on, of, tea. Have a cup of tea. Do you always leave the door open like that? Yeah, yeah. I, sh I shouldn't. I'm always getting into trouble for leaving the door. <laughs> well, the neighbours must be good, is all I'd say. Ah, yeah, the best of the world here. Want to have a cup of tea, will you? And make, make us up for me. Look, I'm having my own cup of tea. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, we're going to sit down. I'm not eating this sentence. We're going home to my parties. For a, a party after dinner. Come on. Do you mind if we have a bit of a chat? You couldn't put it off the television for a minute. Oh, okay. Okay. After we have a bit of a chat. Well, that'll be course, then. After the vote. Yes. There we are. You, you go on and make the tea and I'll go in with it and we'll talk inside. Well, yeah. I want to have this money. You have a grand place here. In the grand, and a lovely little flat. And the old gas cooker. And the old sink and everything. And a bath. But I've no hot water. <laughs> I have no hot water. So, you so I have to water. wash myself up and down. You know. But the, the gas cooker is great. Do you know how old that is? Since 19... You know. My poor brother died in 1951. We have that about 1946. Now there's a kettle on. Were you born in Mercer Street? Born and raised in Mercer Street in 1915. Now. So what was it like then? That was great. Their neighbours were great. But there weren't these flats? Not there. at all. Tenement houses. You could go from one room to another in a day. You didn't have to be looking around, asking the corporation to give you a place. You could walk from one room to another, if you wanted it. W would you cook on an open fire, or would you oh, have Oh, on the fire. No, you'd have no gas, no nothing. On the hob. And what fuel would you use? Coal. 
and tour, eight and he's had a tour. You go over and there was a little shop in Dig Street, Sheridan's was the name of it, and you go in there and you'd, but you, if you were short, you go over and get one sad of tour for the halfpenny. Tough. And then you slack it down, you know, you got cold, and it was only one and six a bag. The poor men used to be drowned coming up the stairs with heart. That woman's husband next door worked in the hall, and he'd be soaked to the skin on the horse and car. And everyone knew everyone else's his foot going up the stairs. So that if a stranger came in? Oh, you'd know. I should want Christmas over in the tenement house in Cup Street. I was a development, you know. And I dressed up as Johnny Forty Coats. And I went up, to, I lived in the house over here in Cup Street with this woman. She was under me and I was up the top. And anyway, I knocked on her door, letting Anna was begging her for Christmas. They didn't know who I was and I knocked on the door and I said, could you spare a cup of tea and a copper? And her son got me in, only that Tom happened to be a knocking about. She'd have thrown me down the, he'd have thrown me down the stairs. Never knew who I was at all. And what, what about light in the in, in, in We the only had the lamps, you know the lamps that you lit? Paraffin lamps? Yeah. And at night, you didn't have television. Did you have radio or wireless? No, we had no wireless and no television. Not so, in my time in the tenement houses. And what would you entertain yourselves with? Nothing. Play cards? No. Sit around the fire just talking. I used to be, my mother and I used to be singing songs here before we, when we came over here first, singing all those songs she'd be singing for me. And what was your name before you were married? Rose Kinsley. Kinsley. K-I-N-S-L-E-Y. Very distinct name. Indeed it is. And how many were there in your family? I, I often heard my mother saying there was 15, but I, she only read four of us. Yeah. And what did your father do? I don't even remember my father. Was two, I was two and a half. He died of pneumonia in, um, when he was 34. Dear, dear. Now. Wasn't she a great woman, your she mother? Was, ah, she was a wonderful poor old creature. Everyone loved her. Molly, they used to call her. She was great. Very good living. So you hadn't thought to go to school because you went to school. Only across the street. Yeah. In Whitefriars Street. And we used to bring two pennies. No, a penny. One hate me for little Holy Mary and a penny for the black, hate me for the black babies. Did you spend all your, your childhood around here? Would you ever go out to the sea or would you ever go? I used to walk to Sandy Mount. Out to Sandy Mount. Great out there. It's different now, I suppose. I haven't been out there for years. Well, here we are, Rose, out in Sandy Mount. Is it any different? Oh, God, it's a terrible lot different. My blessings and saves, I wouldn't know it at all now. And you see, all that um, pigeon house, now nothing wasn't like that before. Now the walls, that big wall wasn't there. Do you see the tower down there? Well, we used to sit down there at the tower, and we'd have great fun playing all the games and going into the shower shop for sweets and everything. We'd a great time. Marvellous. What games would you play? Oh, God, I wouldn't tell you all the games. Will I tell you? We used to play um, wallflowers, wallflowers growing up so high. We're all pretty fair maids and would not like to die. Especially Rosie Ahern, she is the youngest child. Oh, fight for shame, oh, fight for shame. Oh, turn your back against the game. Turn your back to Saucy Jack and say no more to me. For if you do, I'll put you in the zoo and no one else will play with you. 
Good roads. That's very... And you'd be turning round while you play that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to turn your back, you see. The one that was called, you'd have to turn their backs. And then we'd all, until we all turn our backs together. It may take a long time. And anything else? And then we used to play... Um, Did you play shop? Oh, God, we played shop. Oh, God, we used to have great fun playing shop. We used to get... I'll tell you what we used to play for shop. We used to get bits of glass. Little glass was broken up, you know, for money. And we'd have chainies, like bits of broken gel. Never had that word before. Chainies? Chainies, yeah. Chainies. We used to call them chainies. And then we'd have a, a shop. And we'd go in and we'd say, the lady would call out, lambs, jams, or anything you want, mum. Buy away, buy away, new shop open. Lambs, jams, or anything you want, mum. And you'd pay your chainies for your money, you see. That was great fun. Now we used to have great fun. It was really wonderful. Did you ever hear about the, this, this uh, gentleman was in this hotel? I'll tell you a joke, you know. This gentleman was in a hotel one time, and the, la the girls long ago were called chambermaids that used to make the beds. So anyway, he was going away this after a fortnight's holidays, and he was looking for the chambermaids, you see. So he went everywhere looking for and he couldn't find her. So he went into one of the rooms, and he found one of the girls, and he says, Could you ever tell me where was the cham where's the chambermaid? So she lifted up the pot under the bed and she says, In our closer. <laughs> You're an awful woman, Rose. Oh, no. What else? Isn't it lovely here today, though? Beautiful. Honest to God, it's like a spring day. It's gorgeous. Rose, you were saying some of the rhymes you had out at Sandy Mart, but did you have other rhymes at school? Well, we learned all the chief towns, you know, such as Cork, Bandon, Yalk and Sale, Cove, Fermoy, Mallow, and Mead, Trimnavon and Kells, and Dublin. Dublin, Dunleary, Balbriggan, Blackrock and Dorky. Wicklow? Wicklow, Arklow. No, that's another one. That's Bray. Wicklow, Arklow, Bray and Rathdrum. And County Loud? No, I've got to forget of that one. Uh, Old Man Dunganyan, Straban and Cookstown. Do you know that one? That's County Tyrone. Yeah. Sligo? Sligo. Sligo, Ballymote and Calooney. And we had religious knowledge as well, such as Nekabedonza. But I don't think they learned that now in school. Because we learned it off by heart. Nekabedonza had a dream. He dreamt that he saw a large statue, the head of gold, the breast and arms of silver, the stomach and thighs of brass, the legs and feet partly iron and partly clay. Then he noticed a stone rolling down from the mountain, which struck the statue on the feet and shattered it, and behold, the stone became a great mountain. None of the wise men could interpret his dream, so they sent for Daniel, to whom God had revealed the meaning of the dream to him, and I don't ask me what his legs and arms were. Rose, that's great. And how far are you going back when you remember all that? About 1926 or something. When did you leave school? When I was 16. What did you and do? And then there? I went to work for nuns up in Golden Bridge Convent. I was house and parlour maid. And we, my half day was quarter past four. The nuns used to get their dinner at four o'clock, you see. Quarter past four in the evening. No, you get me to wash up and all the dishes and all after all the nuns. Well, it'd be quarter past five again we get off. And you'd be have to be back in again half eight. And the Angelus would be ringing when I'd be coming down here to my mother. And we used to have to, I used to sleep in that time. And we, 
had to go to half six mass every morning. And if we didn't go to mass in the morning, I brought us up to the parlour to the note, the Reverend Mother, and you were murdered. And if you were sleeping in, what about boyfriends? She couldn't oh, God, you couldn't have a boyfriend. I never had a boyfriend until I was 27. I was afraid. If he pushed his hand on me leg, I'd have a baby. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> That's no harm. And would you go dancing? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I used to be always the first up on the floor. And the pictures? Yeah. But always with, with always the girls? Da- oh, yeah, always with the girls. I never bothered about fellas. I was afraid to go out with fellas. And what made you afraid? Was it your mother no, or the nuns? No, my mother was real good living. And I used to sleep in the bed with her that time. And she always prayed that we'd never do anything to disgrace our brother James. My brother's the priest, you see. And that we'd never disgrace our brother James. So I always had that in my mind. So now... Well, was it a good life? Did you go to the pictures often? Ah, yeah. With my poor mother, I used to bring her to the... On a Monday, we went to the pictures. Where would you go? And she wouldn't go to the deluxe because she saw being... Saw she used to love being Crosby's pictures. And this day, wasn't the summer getting into the bath. She was really innocent, you know. She was lovely. And she, she wouldn't go to the deluxe anymore because she saw the man getting into the bath. <laughs> that time they were very scrupulous. The deluxe in Camden Street yeah. was a grand Oh, cinema. it was great. And the Camden. We used to do the folly ups there. The where, where was the Camden now? I know where Up the deluxe is. That, where the, that motor car place is, you know. What, did, did you have film stars that you, that you admired? No. I loved Diana Dorman. Oh, she was gorgeous. Lovely singer. And oh. Bing Crosby. My mother loved Bing Crosby. Going my way. Yeah, every one of them ones. The Bells, St. Mary's and all them. Lovely. Do you like music? I love music. So I'm music mad. What's your favourite kind of music? Oh, not the whole pop stuff. You get tired of it. You know all the old songs. I've been looking for someone to love. Someone just like you. Mom, I've been asking the stars up above, asking the stars for you. Now that I found you, dear, I'll always keep you near me. I'm lonesome, I'm blue, but when I look at you, there's one thing I know is true. I wouldn't be lonesome, I wouldn't be blue. If I had a boy like you. <laughs> you like a decent cup? I do, I do. That's Ooh. decent enough. Lovely strong tea. That's not so strong. Now, have that. Come in and sit down yourself now. I'm sitting down tea. You have a great wall full of photographs. Yeah, we were going to take them down and my mother wouldn't let us because she cries when we were taking them down, you know, so we wouldn't take them down. I bet you that's her over there behind you. That's me you. and my mother, yeah. Lovely looking woman. She was lovely looking oh, when she was young. She used to sit for, for artists years ago and they were, years ago and they were taking photographs for, with the long hair and all. She was beautiful. And that's your father beside yeah. her? Yeah, I don't remember him, of course. Yeah. But she has a lovely, clear face. Yeah, she was a grand. I bet you she had the best of, of skin. Even. Lovely, she was beautiful. She used to eat us for putting a bit of powder on. Would she? Yeah. She'd never wear makeup. Oh, no, never. And she used to wear chemises, but she wouldn't let Jordan or chemise next to her skin. He had to put it on just fresh washed. She was spotless. She was really clean. They used to come up and say, Molly, God, you have every comfort there. The people come to see her in bed. And when did you meet your husband, then? You said you were about 27. No, I was not. I was 33 when I got married. I wouldn't go out with fellas. 
I went out with fellas when I was 27, but I was afraid to go out before that. But I met poor Tom in 1946. It was in the Shelburne Hall that I found him. <laughs> and God, the Shelburne Hall, you say, was yeah, behind? It was called a Swiss chalet that time. Out there in the front, up near, nearer to Merion, the other end of Merion Row. It was called the Shelburne Hall. Well, I'm sure there was less traffic in 46 oh, here in Merion Row. Well, the traffic wasn't near as bad as that, or desperate as it is now. It wasn't near as bad as that. The few trams, I yeah. suppose. Uh, and, and the buses, but there wasn't that much traffic. And uh, where, where exactly now was the, was the Swiss Chalet and the Shelburne Hall? Just behind, down there, down that. Uh, you see down there, where that new office is, that big office is. That's where it was. I'd say very little of the street is that. Maybe the, the cemetery, the Huguenot Cemetery at the bottom, and O'Dwyer's yeah, up there. Yeah, that's right. That's, they were there, yes. And do you remember the first night you met Tom? Indeed, I remember well. It was in there. It was in there. The All Ireland Hurling Final was on in 1946. And um, he said to me, if, I, if, if Cork wins, you see, we'd have a great night. So that was getting played the following Sunday. So Tom brought me home, and he left me outside the flat, you see. He was going goodnight to me and telling me when he'd meet me. So he says, you got your own all that? Geez, I don't, says I should only live in a little flat in this. So he said, I'll meet you on Sunday, says he, at six o'clock. Six o'clock, says I, not at all. Well, says he, seven now, says I, eight o'clock. So says he, we'll go to the Shelburne Hall again. Over there, we'll go over there to the Shelburne Hall. So anyway, um, when I came to near quarter to eight, I was standing at the window all dressed up to go out to meet him. And then I said to me, mother said, are you going to meet the chap or are you not? I got, no, I don't think I'll bother going, says I. He's very country looking. Oh, Tom was from the country? Oh, Tom was Cork, yeah. But anyway, I went to the mansion house and I couldn't get in because it was full. And when I went up to the, I said, he'd be surely gone again this. And when I went up, where was poor Tom standing outside of the Shelburne Hall? And I never missed a noise of seeing him ever since. And he was so, he never said a crossword to me in his life. Now, I could go where I like, do as I like, and Anton is hard. He was as good as gold. You know, I thought the Dublin people didn't like the Cork people at all, oh, God, and vice yeah. versa. Poor no, they don't like them, it's here. But I had to get on with Tom, hadn't I, to live with them? They're not as good-natured. But he was. Ah, poor, no, he wasn't. Oh, no, he wasn't. Oh, sort of get a soft side of Tom. Ah, but he was good. What did Tom do? He worked in Glasnevin Cemetery, 28 years. What did he do there? Putting down the customers. <laughs> and I never said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a hard worker. That was, that and was then he got knocked down. Oh. In 1970. So he was 14 years like that before he died. The job of a grave digger, though, that yeah. must be a tough job. I know, you get used to it, he said. But the weather? Yeah, Every ah, weather yeah, you'd have to go yeah. out. But still, he didn't even glad to have it, like, you know. It's a great old job. But he didn't find it depressing? No, not at all. Dealing with dead people all no. the time? So you don't see the dead people, what are you talking about? <laughs> and how many of a family had you? Only, I had three miscarriages. Then I had this fella. I nearly lost him when I was four months. This is, is he Joe. called Joe? The best in the waters, he is. Mm. And he's married himself now. Yeah, that's me wedding photograph over there. And there's yourself yeah, in a costume. Yeah, a little nice powder blue. That was me poor sister. And a great crowd of people. Yeah, 
That's Tom's mother. She was only out of her husband. And this is the steps of where? Westland Row. So even though Whitefriars Street was your church, yeah. you had to go to Westland Row? Yeah, we were in a parish in Westland Row Parish. And what kind of a day was it? Was the sun shining? Oh, yeah, the 9th of June, 1948. Tom was a fine-looking man. Ah, he was a grand poor devil, Tom. And you have a great smile on your face, as yeah. usual. <laughs> Do you remember anything in particular about the day? Not at all. We had it up here in the house. We used to have the weddings in the room sometimes. And did you dance? Oh, yes. Then my brother, how thin he was there. And did he marry you? Oh, yeah, he married us. That's my other poor Joe, that's all it. That's Morris Wall, she was a policeman. That's the lady I worked for. Oh, you, you'd left the convent by then? Oh, yes. For God's sake, I didn't say that long, a few years. And where, where, where had, had she a shop or where did... No, she had a little house out in Dunn. Was it? Goldstown. So did you go on a honeymoon then after that? Oh, we went to our club. We, we sang that night. Uh, he asked up people to get up and I got up and I sang, give me five minutes more. <laughs> You're a great happy person. I was always happy. Everyone gets a good laugh out of me. Never sad at no, all? No, they always say, Rosie, God, you're always laughing. You're always in good humour. And how can you manage always to be in good humour? That's what you used to worry in. Oh, well, she doesn't get you anywhere. Uh, sometimes, the weather is I'm bad. always in good humour. No, I'm always in good humour. It's only for me feet. Do you know I'm a little on the lonely side? Oh, yeah. I'm a little on the lonely, a little on the lonely. I keep thinking of you only and wishing you were by my side. You know, my dear, when you're not here, there's... So, Rose, you spent the rest of your life, almost up to now, as a cleaning woman. Yeah. I, was, I walked up to 70 years of age. That's last year? Yeah. And I enjoyed it, and I loved it, and I wouldn't go do any other work, only housework or cleaning offices or something. Did you have many jobs? I worked in between. I worked a lot, you know. I was 40 years with one girl. 70, 30 in my own job, the last one I was in. What was that? Cleaning an office in Downs, Means and Robsons. And I loved them all there. They were all lovely people. So it was so nice, Means. We like a home now. So it was work you enjoyed? Yeah, and they gave me great little thing coming home. I couldn't get any redundancy because I was over age. They gave me lovely nested tables with my name printed on them. And they gave me bouquets of flowers and a lovely dinner in the Clarence Hotel. When really, they were really lovely to me. Would you have ever wished for another kind of job? Ah, no. Sure, I was rare to that. My poor mother before me and my poor sister, she, they, we all worked at housework. My mother done two jobs a day. On one and sixpence for a day's walk. And she used to be hoarse coming home after a hard day's walk, but still she enjoyed it. She walked in Lala Briscoe's on the keys. And you say your sister also? Yeah, and my poor sister too. And you yourself have enjoyed yeah, it all your I life? I loved it. And I loved going out to the people. They were all lovely people. And that's enough of talk about me now. Come on, we, we lay for mass. Did you see me busy, Lizzie? Over there at the window, it's yeah. lovely, Rose. Uh, yeah, I talk to it too. You do now? I do, I say. I talk to me busy Lizzie, but it listens to me. And there's lovely flowers on it. It's beautiful. I wash it every three days with tea, raw cold tea. 
Well, I had one a long time ago for 10 years, and it was like a big tree. Poor Tom used to say to me, I never saw a tree as big as that in the house. Well, it's a lovely flower. Isn't it nice? I'm going to bring soft white roses. Would you ever carry it over for me, please? And while I'm over there, I'll show you a lady of Dublin. Good, OK, I will. Will you do that for me? Yeah, Because okay. it's a bit heavy for me. OK. Because well, we... it's a pity to have it here in the window when it's so big where someone else could use it. And I took a couple of slips off it for myself again. I'll grow another one. And I told him when I bring it over that you call it Rosie, not Lizzie. <laughs> OK, well, will we go then? Yeah. Mommy, go over to Mass. Look at me. And she still wants, what does everyone say? Put you the fella. Look at the police. Well, here you are, Mary, and I'm told it has to be called Rose, not Lizzie. Oh, excuse me, Lizzie Rosie. Could we put it in the parlour or something? It's a pity to break. Well, you know you're right, Rosie. Yeah, yeah. Right. But you can keep that polish. We even have the dish. Wouldn't that yeah. be lovely on the parlour window or up on the mantelpiece or something? Now, won't you call her Rose, Mary? Do you know where you brought me yesterday? Ah, the way out to Sandy Mount, a bit of bridge, my Well, Rose and is going to bring me... And this lady comes all the way from York to clean the help us on a Wednesday night. We cleaned the church now, on a Wednesday night. She comes all the way from Chernyor. I know, I don't. I don't you live do. in Chernyor. I live well, on the South Circular Road. Well, you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Rose is going to bring me in now to see Our Lady of Dark. Yes, yes, go in. It's an oak statue. It's, yeah. That's why it's so dark, because it's wood. And it's inside on the right hand side, and she cleans the porch all around Our Lady of Dublin on a Wednesday night. And you know, somebody told me that she took all the candle holders home last week, almost 60 of them. 87? What are you talking about? 87 of them. And you cleaned each yeah, one of them? Yeah, brought them home, washed them, and blew me poor sore finger from them. Come in here. In there. That's my arm. Nice and clean. Oh, spotless rose, like everything look. you touch. Lovely. It's absolutely That's beautiful. our Lady of Dublin now. Have you Li seen on? Life-size rose. Yeah, and it's made of wood. And you see, there's a hollow at the back of it. And it was in, um, it was, it's the oldest statue of Our Lady in Ireland. And it was in the 12th century it was found. Cromwell came along then, and he closed all the churches. And somebody took this statue and hid it in their garden. You see? And in hiding it in the garden anyway, it was found after, where the pigs was eating out of it. And it was put into a shop in Cable Street. And Father Splat found it, and he took it home here to Whitefriars Street. Now. Well, she's beautiful. Isn't she lovely? Lovely, gentle face. Really beautiful. But look at the child with the fist up. Yeah, that's gorgeous. And it's life-size. She's about five feet and a half, Yeah, she, she must be. And then a golden crown Yeah, the well, top. that's there all that long, since 1915, that's there, since the, the year I was born. But it's a statue, you say, from the 12th century? Yeah, the 12th century, yeah. And 150 years ago, Father, Father Spratt found it. Now, Father Wheatland, come here, I'll tell you. All right. Hello, Rose. How are you? How are you, Father? Well, nice thank to see you. you. Hello, Father. Hello, how are you? Rose has been just telling me it's from the 12th century. Um, it certainly has a long history and, um, you know, the Carmelite history only begins in, in 1824. That's when Father Spratt purchased it. It was on sale um, and uh, 
installed it here first in the present shrine is 1915, I think. Rose uh, was saying that's, that's the year, year I was born. That's the year you were born. And well, Rose certainly does her proud with the way Rose she is marvellous, as all the ladies are. In fact, I'd love you to come here some Wednesday evening to see marvellous women from the area here. And they're on their knees. Rose insists on going on her knees. Uh, well, sure, no better woman to no. And you're I saying you do go down I on your knees. Yeah, oh, I'm telling I you. I used to, yeah, but I don't know. Well, I you stopped getting, going, is, I've you stopped getting down on. Yeah, well, I'm glad just, to hear that. Holes in my knees. Well, no, no wonder, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't t take a, a dex scrub the first time. I do, I do now, Father. You, well yeah. done. Because I haven't already cleaned, you you're see. You're getting sense in your old so age, 1915 <laughs> and all that. 1915. <laughs> God bless you, Father. Thanks for all the good work you do. Did you did you always shop in the street? Not at all. How could I own a shop? No, did you always shop? Get oh, your shopping. always shopped in, Cups, in, in Cannon Street. Always. And we were great, our neighbours. And you could leave your door open, put your key in the door and leave it there, and you could go out all day and not want to go near you. And we used to give one another a bit of dinner on a Sunday. We bring and in a bit of dinner. Leave your door open now. No. Your next door neighbour is smelling what you have to go down and tell <laughs> the health centre. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> you, you could you could bring in a bit of corned beef to your neighbour next door and she'd bring you in a bit of bacon and it was grey and a bit of cabbage and it was and the pig's cheek and it, we'd running down your cheek, <laughs> your chin, the juice of it was gorgeous. Where are we going next? Have you, uh, you've got the cabbage. Do you have yeah. any, uh, anything else? That's all, come on. Oh God, I'd have to move my brother being for his dinner. Will you come up after dinner and I'll, maybe he'll talk to you? Oh, I will. What will time? You? Between three and four, because he, I do let him lie down and have a rest. I don't, he doesn't lie down, but I let him sit down and have a rest after his lunch. I don't let anyone near him. Fine, right, see you then. Will you do that? I will. Now, don't forget now. I'll be expecting you. Here. Take them home with you, a few peaches. Oh God, this no, is take them home. Honestly, I've been No, I have them. I don't want them. I have plenty of them. 
James Rose and I were talking about your mother. She was a great woman, wasn't she? She was. She was a very holy woman, actually. She was there ten years bedridden. And uh, the father, having died in 1917, um, left her with a big family. And the state at the time, people here in charge in Dublin, thought it would be better if we were taken into care for a few years. Some of you? Some of, some of us, yeah. So we were. I was one of them. And I uh, went to the, I think it was the nuns first, up in Andrade somewhere, and then from there, after a certain, when you became 12, I think, you uh, went to the brothers. I was sent to Carrie and Mary. And I got on very well there. I uh, studied hard, got good teaching, and it was a wonderful school. It became, later on, it became their own sort of novitiate house. But in the meantime, when my time was up, 16, I had to leave there. And I expressed the desire to go on to the priesthood, otherwise I'd have come out to the world. But um, they got me onto this region for Wardenstown, and then they looked after me. And then, um, after that, I went to do theology in Gloucester. Spent four years there. And at the end of my time there, they kept me on teaching. And uh, it was quite successful. It was in the fruit um, district, you know, at the foot of the Cotswolds. And, uh, well, I, well, I was ordained there uh, by an Irish bishop. Then I come back to Ireland eventually. And now you're in Crumbland? I was in Melchie Court, of course. There was Lord, the old Lord Melchie's property, which came into our hands, but we couldn't keep it going more than about eight years. I was there at the time it opened till it finished. Then I came back to Crumbland, and I'm there now, helping the parish. And you come to Rose every day for your dinner? I do, as far as I can, yeah. What do you make of this sister of yours? I don't know. She's a bit rough and tumbled, you know. Um, she reminds me of another rose that used to be on the stalls around here in Campbell Street. <laughs> don't, don't let her hear you say that. <laughs> no, she's all right. Tough and ready. But with a good heart? Oh, yes, it's a very good heart. And so what else would you say? Now, there you are. Will you be back to bring me to the bingo tonight? And we'd have had the whole day together. And then. we'd have had a whole day together. Okay, Rose, what time? A quarter to eight. A quarter to eight. Do not be late. Walking my baby by phone. I want uh, two small ones, yeah, because he, he would never have been going his life. Try, I'll be more than sorry to watch him. Pound and pound and blow. Have your pound and blow. Thank you. Thank you. Now. Thank you. Yeah, well, you never know. Thanks. Come on, I walk you on. Is this where you went to school, Rose? This is where I went to school, High Friar Street, yeah. And this is where the bingo is? And this is where we have the bingo, yeah. This is where we have the bingo. <laughs> Another hour. And these are Marge and Mary. Good, hello. Now, they're two, their poor daddy died only a couple of weeks ago. And we have another car that comes and sits in here. I is down now. First number out is three and four. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. The torches are down there. One week up. Number two. The gone for sure. Four. I go easy. 
to go to Bingo Rose. But now I go on Sundays to Piper Street, Mondays to Grantham Street, Tuesdays to the Stadium, Wednesday we scrub the chapel, Thursday Piper Street, and I don't go out Friday and Saturday. So five nights? Yeah, that's all you'd only spend so much, and you're as happy as Larry there playing. We play rummy before the game starts, four or five of us, or tuppence a game. And we're grateful, and we're gr growling if we don't win. Two and nine, twenty-nine. Three and two, thirty-two. Eight oh, check line eighty. Check line eighty. Check line eighty. Check line yeah, I win enough time now. One one night there, I won a hundred pounds. But the only thing is, you have to share it with with your pals. There's five or six of us there together, and we give one another a five. Or we all do that. Not only me now. Each of us, if one wins a hundred, we all share it. You know, we do both for it. We all wish one another luck. Or maybe we should say, maybe it's bad luck. We should say. So are you a gambler, though? No, I used to be an ablo gambler. You know what I used to do? Play the slots. And you'd win one night and lose the next night, you know. It was weird, I tell you. One night I come home from work, down to John Rogerson's Key, and there's a place called the Fun Palace, and I had 28 pence in my hand, and I was going to get the bus before half six. So I said to myself, I shall might as well spend this in here. So I was going in anyway, and there was a lady standing outside of the door, and I didn't know she had a microphone in her hands. And she asked me, do you ever win? Do you wouldn't win an argument? Says I. So she says, I, the bloody old thing, says I, they'd rob you. So, oh God, says, when I saw the thing in her hand, says I, uh, God, my brother's a priest, says, and if he hears me course, and says I, will be murdered. So anyway, the next day it was on the wireless. And in being on the wireless anyway, it was me. And I said, oh, that. And when my brother came in, he comes in every day for his dinner, you know. And when he came in, I said, oh, God, you should have heard that over on the phone. You swear to God it was me. You brought her luck. Huh? You brought her luck. Yeah. You better tell. I do not. Do I? I'm bringing him up a cup of tea now because he's need the supper after being over there. Oh, yeah. So you need to think what you're happen up there, Nanny. It won't be spoiled. Don't send Paddy up to you. Paddy, go up and he kill him. Well, not. <laughs> I wouldn't let him. kill him. Paddy didn't get up this morning if I'm asked. What would you do if you won the jackpot at the bingo rolls? Oh, because I don't know what I'd do with this. I'd share this with me friends there first. Then I'd give me son some. And I'd give a bit to me brother. 
The share is around. You don't have much left to get your shares around. But supposing you won the sweep? Oh, gee, Mac, I don't know. <laughs> Would That's it what? matter to you? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't change my life anyway. I'd always be the one, Rosie. Do you pray a lot? Yeah, I do. That's one thing I never forget my prayers. And even going along the street, I would say, six hats, Jesus, and his Holy Mother protect us all. And I bless my house every night with holy water. All the rooms? Oh, yeah. Go around all the rooms and bless them with holy water. Six hats, Jesus, protect me and make me waken up in the morning, please, God. It was God's holy will. Now. And if you had your life to live all over again, would you want to change if it? If I had my life to live over, I would still do the same things again. Now. Would you? Yeah. You wouldn't want to change anything? No, no. So I'm as happy as the day is long. And do you want to live a long life? I wouldn't mind, as long as God leaves us there. And what do you think of the world today? Oh, bad. Desperate. It's an awful world. It was much better years ago. Do you not think so? Well, I don't know. You seem to get enough out yeah. of it. Yeah, I am as happy as Larry. So I've only my pension and I can manage nicely now, thank God. God is very good to us. What about the poem that you said for me today? The nice one. What is it all? What is it all when all is told? This ceaseless striving for fame and gold. The joy, the pain and the bitter tears. We are only here for a few short years. Nothing our own but the silent past. Joyful or painful, nothing can last. Each pathway leads to the silent fold. What is it all when all is told? What is it all just passing through? A cross for me and a cross for you. Ours seems heavy while others seems light. But God in the end makes all things right. He tempers the wind with his loving care. He knows the burden that each can bear. Then turns life's grey to heavenly gold. Oh, that is it all when all is told.